to all our listeners, welcome back to Traders Takedown. In today's episode, we will talk about a valuable concept in trading that many traders overlook, risk management. Risk management is one of the key concepts of long-term success in the financial markets. Join our trader Edward Hacinto as he explains why risk management is so important and how you can implement it in your trading strategy. Hi, good day everyone. Welcome to another edition of BPI Podcast, Traders Takedown. I'm Edward Jacinto, Technical Analyst of BPI Securities. And today will be the fourth edition of our series of topics on technical analysis. In today's session, first, we will do a quick recap on the previous topics we discussed. Second, we will do a brief analysis on the current market technical conditions and take a look at our PSEI index. I will also be applying technical indicators we previously discussed in our analysis. And lastly, I will be discussing another relevant topic used in trading, and that is risk management. I consider risk management as part of our technical analysis segment because we have to incorporate chart patterns in determining our entry and exit points that we will later use in computing our cut loss levels, which would minimize our trading risks. Okay, so on our very first session in Technicals 101, we discussed about the purpose of using technical analysis in trading, which is all about timing the market. We also discussed on how to identify different kinds of chart patterns, as well as support and resistance areas. Also, how to identify common trends and the use of volume as a technical indicator. Also, how we can use technical analysis to manage our positions, which I will later expound on this session in terms of risk management. In our second session, we touched on how to identify good setup patterns, what are the parameters in going on a long position, buying on breakout, and an introduction to moving averages, which we coined as the foundation or base indicator that we must always use. And in our last session, we talked about the two most commonly used technical indicators, MACD or Moving Average Convergence Divergence and RSI or Relative Strength Index, and how we can use these indicators based on the type of chart patterns or trend that we are seeing. Okay, let's take a closer look on where we are today in the Philippine market. Right now, I am viewing a one-year chart of the PSEI index. First of all, let's identify specific highs and lows that we can see in the past year. Let's start with the highs. One high was established last Jan 11, 2021 at a level of 7,432. The next high was seen last July 6, 2021 at the level of 7,064. Now for the lows. The first low was seen last August 4, 2020 at 5,690. The next on May 24, 2021 at 6,156. Then finally, last July 30, 2021, at a low of 6,270. Looking at these, for the highs, we see one lower high. And for the lows, we see two higher lows. Now, if we draw a resistance line from these two highs, it creates a downtrend line. And same for the lows. If we connect the low points, it creates an uptrend sloping line. Therefore, for the past year, prices have bounced into these areas, creating a huge symmetrical triangle, which looks to be narrowing in size. This is the current chart pattern or state of the PSEI index. Right now, based on a one-year horizon, prices look to be trading inside the range or moving in a sideways or consolidation phase. Meanwhile, all the moving averages are converged inside this pattern, which also confirms that the market is generally moving in a large sideways shift. Although, on a positive note, prices have recently gone above its last moving average, which was its 200-day line at 6,760. 
Also, prices are closer now to testing its extended downtrend line at the 7,000 level than its support low, which is at 6,300. So what are we looking for? We want to see a break above 7,000 or its downtrend resistance line, which would lead to a wider rally, possibly towards 8,000. But it also has to go clear past its previous highs of 7,064 and 7,432. Take note, for stocks to start trending, the shorter-term moving averages should move ahead of the longer-term moving averages. So the 20-day must be ahead of the 50-day, and the 50-day must be ahead of the 100-day, and the 100-day must be ahead of the 200-day moving average in that order. What do the other technical indicators point to? The MACD did a crossover to the buy side last August 4, and since then, it has avoided a cross-down and maintains its bearish rally mode. We are continuing to see upside momentum. As a review, if both MACD lines are still below the zero line, or in negative territory, but on a buy mode, then we are seeing a bearish rally, or it, this also connotes to be a weaker rally. But if both MACD lines move into the positive zone, then a bullish rally ensues. As I see it, the MACD is one or two trading days away from entering the positive territory, which looks very promising, as long as prices continue to move higher. Now the RSI. At this point, it is still at the neutral zone, which means that there is still more upside room until we see overbought conditions. Remember, it is better to see the market hit overbought levels because this indicates that prices are moving higher and momentum is gaining. What are the other indicators? Volume levels are slightly gaining, which is very good to see. From an average of 4 billion daily, we are now averaging close to 5 billion in the past week. Also, lately, net foreign buying is also evident, which is another good sign. Okay, so now let's move on to our main topic for today, which is about position management or risk management for trading. First of all, what is the purpose of risk management? Risk management is part of having a sound trading plan. It is also used to generate consistent returns by protecting your portfolio from huge losses. Remember, traders are bound by the rule of letting your profits run and cutting your losses short. This is the premise of managing risk. But how do we manage our risks in trading? This is by having an execution plan. Okay, so after we have decided what stock we want to purchase using either fundamental analysis or technical analysis, the next step is to create an execution plan. And how do we do this? Number one, we must estimate the potential entry point or price. This may be the breakout price or buying close to support levels. Number two, we must decide on a stop loss level. Now, how do we identify where to put our stop loss price? Usually, we place our stop loss just below support levels. This can be an area pattern support low if the pattern is in a consolidation, or this can also depend on where we are buying our stock from. If we are buying a trending stock, we can place our stops below moving averages. Usually, short-term stops are the 20-day or 50-day moving averages, or even possibly below an uptrend line. If we are buying a continuation pattern, we can use the pattern lows as the stops as well. It's important to put our stops at an area of high level of demand. These can be identified by support lows or moving averages. Number three, we must establish our profit targets. The technical target is usually a previous high. We have to look back at the chart price history, usually one to three years, and look for previous highs or downtrend lines that may be possible resistance zones. We can also use RSI if prices reach overbought levels. Take note that an RSI 
equal or greater than 70 is overbought. You can also use the MACD cross down as a selling point. Or if the stock creates a reversal pattern, let's say a double top, a lower high indication, or even a reverse head and shoulder. Now that we've established our entry point, a good stop loss price, we have to decide now what's our position size. And this is the final step in the process. And this can be done by a simple computation. How much we buy really depends on how far our stop loss is to our buying or entry price. It also depends on how much risk you are willing to take in your trade. First, one must establish his own risk appetite. Are you a conservative trader or a more aggressive trader? This means how much of your capital are you willing to lose for every trade? A conservative trader will say 1% and a more aggressive trader will say 2%. So it really depends on what percentage should be established. So this percentage of risk capital should be established first. So what's the process? Number one, establish the percentage risk of capital. This can be done by multiplying your total capital to the percentage risk. For example, you want to invest 100,000 pesos and will take a 1% risk. So 100,000 times 1% or 0.01 equals 1,000. So remember this figure, 1,000 equals your percentage risk of capital. Next, you must estimate your entry point. For example, your entry point to the stock is 2 pesos. Number three, you must determine your stop loss level. So for example, your stop loss is a break of 192. And so two flux below 192 is 190. So let's recognize that as our stop loss price. Number four, we get the price difference between the entry and stop loss. So for example, 2 pesos minus 190 equals 0 0.10 or 10 cents. And finally, number five, we divide the percentage risk amount by the price difference between entry and stop loss. So in our example, 1,000 divided by 0 0.1 and that equals 10,000 shares. So that's the amount of shares that you must risk so 10,000 shares will be your position size for this sample we gave. Just take note that sometimes entry points change due to market action. So this must be adjusted accordingly. Finally, the use of trading stops to protect profits. A lot of traders use this strategy so that whenever you make a correct trade and the price starts heading north, then you can place a trading stop to cash in on your gains just in case prices reverse. A strong stock usually continues above its 20-day short-term moving average. A clear break of this would be a good trading stop. Others may use the 50-day moving average as well. Another marker to use is a clear break of its short-term uptrend line after it breaks out. Other trading stops can be a break of a pennant or flag formation on the downside. So there you go. You have now put in all the trading pieces together and can follow your trading plan to exactness. But of course... This is only a small piece of the entire plan. It is still usually stock picking by use of chart analysis. That is the important first step. But if ever you choose a wrong stock and prices go south, then your trading plan will protect you from committing a mistake by limiting your losses. Okay, so what are the things to consider? Number one, if you stick to your cut loss plan, then you will not risk more than 1% of your capital. Number two, by cutting losses immediately, you can clear your mind and look for other potential trades rather than being stuck in a wrong trade. And number three, if you cut loss and the stock reverses and looks to potentially break out again, then you can always go back and trade the same stock. All right, that's all we have for today's episode on technical analysis. 
I hope you were all able to gain insight on how to use technical analysis and risk management in your trading skills. Again, this is Edward Jacinto. Thank you very much for your time and stay safe and have a good day. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the podcast creators, hosts, and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policies and position of BPI Securities Corporation or its other employees. Any content provided does not intend to malign any group, individual, or anything. This podcast episode is purely for informational purposes only and shall not be construed as a solicitation to buy or sell any securities, futures, options, and or other financial instruments. To participate in any particular trading strategy or to provide any investment advice or service. Any recommendation herein does not pertain to any specific investment objective, financial situation, or any particular need of the listeners.